What a good week. Got lots of rain. And now we're getting second summer, you guys. I, I spoke that. <laughs> now, last day that I had summer, I was like, Lord, I need second summer. And he said, you're my favorite, and I'm going to give it to you. Does God tell you that, he's your, that you're his favorite all the time? Yeah. Yes, because, you know, he tells me that too. But he tells me not to tell you guys. <laughs> no, we are all God's favorite. He sees this way, not this way. Um, so when we do ask things, he does provide. He's so good. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about obedience and how, um, how it's out of love and obedience is the overflow. And so I kind of want to go on that as when we do that, we're going to talk about um, how that brings freedom for our life. But I want to pray because this is going to be heavy for me. So, Lord, we just thank you. We just invite, Holy Spirit, we just invite you here today. Lord, we just ask that your hand be on every word that I speak, Lord. And that um, when, when it is just released, that it just sets people free. I thank you. You are the freedom bringer. You're the freedom maker. That's what you created us to be as free. So I thank you, Lord, that you are such a good God, that you love us so much that you want freedom for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So it's love. Jesus came and he loved us, and that's why we obey him, because we love him. Um, I didn't always know Jesus like I know Jesus now. I always knew about Jesus from a little kid. I remember seeing him on a cross. I always knew about Jesus. I knew that he had, you know, 12 friends. That's it, 13 friends. You know, it doesn't work out. Um, but he had 12 friends. You know, I knew all of the stories, um, all of that, but I didn't know Jesus like I know him now. You know, now he's my savior. He's my friend. And like we sang about, he is the king. And so I know Jesus personally, because when you have a friend, you know them personally. When someone saves you, 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 you have a connection with them, right? That's kind of what happens when you know Jesus. So I'm going to kind of go, I really just want to, I just feel like God is saying, talk about my son. That's the only way. That is the only way that anything's going to change in your life. That is the only way walls will really be broken down. That is the only that is the only way you, we can fully understand the depth of love, right? right? Is Jesus. And sometimes we do all the practical things which are great and God gives us. He gives us a lot of practical stuff. But sometimes we need to look and say, okay, Jesus, where are we going? What am I doing? How do I move from here to, from where I am to where I'm going? Yeah. So this past week, my beautiful blonde daughter... I have two beautiful daughters, one blonde, one brunette. Awesome. My beautiful blonde daughter comes to me and she said, so mom, I'm in college and I got to write an essay. And I got to write an essay about adversity, things that have been hard in someone's life. She said, I want to write about you or Sue. <laughs> so, so she said, but I think I'm, I feel like right now is the season I want to talk, I want to write about you, mom. And so she's like, well, tell me stuff. And so she, you know, I'm chilling in the bathtub, and she comes, and she's like, let's just record this. It's just easier than trying to. So I'm telling her my story, and she's really excited because, you know, Jesus is at the center of the story, and she gets to share this with everyone in her college group. How good is that? Use where you are to talk about Jesus. So I'm going to share what 
I shared with her. And so I want to share with you guys my story. Is that okay? Because by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony, people are saved and brought into the kingdom. So how good is that? So it starts with um, my mom. She, when she got married, she said, I just want to have a big family. So they did. You know, they had seven, and they're like, I think we're complete. Then my sister comes along, you know, six years later, messes the whole thing up. And my mom says, well, we can't just have one by themselves. So they planned me. I was like the only planned child. I know, God started me out as his favorite way back then. So, so I was planned, and so I was going to be the ninth child. And my mom, you know, with labor, I gave her a hard time. 36 hours, and they finally said, get this baby out of here. And so they came to my mom, and they said, okay, here's a choice. You have a C-section or you die. Those are your only choices. So they took my mom in. She had a C-section. Um, and the first thing the doctor said about me, have you seen the size of this baby's hands? As he <laughs> Didn't even tell my mom I was a girl because my mom thought I was going to be a boy. I was going to be named Benjamin. Um, so... Yeah, so I have this girl. I turn out, you know, awesome, obviously, as you can tell. Survived. So then they told my mom, like, you can't have any more children. My mom was sad, but, you know, I brought joy to her life. So, so I was this baby, and um, growing up in our home, my parents, we went to church every Sunday. We never missed a Sunday. I can't even remember a time I've been sick and missed a Sunday. Never. You, you know what, if you're sick, you take Tylenol and you get in the car and you go to church. That's, that's the way we did church. Never, for nothing, no reason. Snowstorm, blizzard, it doesn't matter. If you get stuck, you know that your aunts and uncles are behind you coming to church and they're going to push you out because they're farmers and they got a truck, right? That's the way it was. And they had four boys. So my mom always knew she had someone to get her out of the ditch because they could all push her. Oh, so we went to church as a family every week. Um, and so I saw Jesus on the cross a lot. I didn't, you know, when I was little, I didn't understand, you know, what was going on really. But we went, I saw this happening, we talked about God, we talked about Jesus at church, and then we came home. And I was like, how come we go to church every week, but we don't mention God here, we don't talk about God here, and we definitely do not live like there's a Jesus or a God. I grew up, my parents, good parents, but they did what they knew, right? The tools that they had. And my dad, he was a good German. He drank a lot. And he was an alcoholic. And not just an alcoholic, but a very physical, abusive alcoholic. And I remember being little. And I just remember being, like, little. And there was times when my mom would be like, well, hide the weapons. And I'm like a little kid. You know, like kindergarten, first grade. And you're running around the house taking the guns and taking the knives and you're hiding them places, like hiding them on your bed. You, you know, because when you don't know what's going to happen. And so you're always afraid to go anywhere. You're afraid to do anything. You're afraid to speak. I know that you guys don't see that now because I'm really loud. I'm really outgoing. But I was so painfully shy. It was hard for me to leave my house ever. Like the neighbors would be like, you want to come spend the night? And I would go home in the middle of the night. My mom would have to come get me because I was so afraid. What was happening at my house when I wasn't there? What was going on with my mom or my siblings? So it was constantly, and this is, I'm talking about from when I was little. That's all I knew. And I just remember going through this 
um, year after year, and, you know, um, I kind of was made fun of at school um, because I was really shy. You know, the teachers would ask me to read or do something, and I would just burst out in tears. I cried every day when I had to leave for school until I was in sixth grade because it was fear. You don't know. I never knew if someone was picking me up or if I was going to go home or if there were, what was going to happen. You know, we spent days that my mom would take us and we would sleep in the woods in our car. We went to the beach all day. My mom took care of us. Whew, give me a minute. Because it's so good because Jesus is going to come in here in a minute, guys. You got to set the stage for it, right? Because Jesus is coming in. And... They just did what they knew how, the tools that they had. But even as a young child, I always knew there was something different. As a, before I even met Jesus, I would be in a church where they didn't raise their hands. Okay? And I would be little. I'd be raising my hand. I'm going to be like, what are you doing? I didn't even know. But I just knew that, like, internally, because God was with me. He saved us. He saved our family. And so we're going through this. And I just remember thinking, always in fear, always in pain. You know, I was always like, every night I'd go to sleep, and um, I would wonder, is my mom going to be alive in the morning? That was, I didn't think about what was going on at school. I thought, I wonder if I'll have a mom when I wake up. And my mom is still alive today. So you know that it's good. She's good. But, and then, you know what it did? It made me hard. I thought, I got to be tough. I got to be hard. And I was tough. And I was hard. And I was mean. And don't think anyone will walk over me. Like, I may or may not have scraped the neighbor Carol's face across the cement one time for stepping in my yard when I told her not to. You're going to listen to me, right? That's what I learned. That's what I knew. Only one time. say the least, I may have had some anger issues growing up. God just brought definitely right to that. So I spent all this time growing up, and I had friends, but you never really have friends because you can't let them see your life. And then when you go to church, we couldn't tell anybody. We couldn't, there was not any help for us. Even teachers, I had teachers when I was little, and they're like, we know what's going on, but you know what? They would not it, you just didn't say things. Like now, people are like, see something, say something. It's not, it wasn't like that. It was like, please do not bring that mess into our life, into our church, into our school, or into our community. And so you're there as a child. What can you do? So I got hard. I got mean. I got tough. <laughs> I mean, it took a while. We were married many years before that real hardness, even when I knew Jesus, really fell off. So y'all... That man's a saint, like seriously. Um, but then I started getting some friends. They were a little bit wild, but you know what? They also knew Jesus. So they, they invited me to come to some church events. And so I told my mom that I was just going to their house. So this is before cell phones. She couldn't track me. So I'd go to their house, and then we would sneak out. We'd go to church. And um, I was at this thing, and I remember the day that I met Jesus. I was in Ludington High School. It was April 15th, and they had this awesome thing called Impact, where all these young people came, and they rode skateboards, and they sang, and they danced, and they did all of this awesome stuff, and they shared about Jesus. And they did an altar call, 
And they said, do you, do you want something to change in your life? Do you want things to begin to change? And I thought, you know, I said, heck yes, but differently because, <laughs> you know, interpret people. <laughs> so I was like, there's like hundreds of people going up. And so I go up. And man, the Spirit of the Lord came on me so powerfully. I just began to weep. And then I began to laugh. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know, I'd never met Jesus before. And all of a sudden, things began to change. I began to see clearly on top of that. That was really neat, being able to see clearly. So then they get your name and number. That was a mistake. They send a letter to my mom. We are so excited that your daughter has gave your, her life to the Lord. So I'm 15 at this time, okay, 15 years old. My mom gets this letter. Let's just say when I came home from school that day, I was in fear. My mom's like, if you're going to be doing this, you're going to get kicked out of the house. She's like, yeah. And I'm, like, I'm thinking, wait a minute, but we, we have Jesus at our church. Why are you? Like, I was like, I didn't know what was happening. So I kind of was a Christian under the radar until I turned 18. I mean, but God started changing things in my life. He, um, he showed up. He began to make me softer. And I, I'll tell you, Proverbs was where he brought me. Like, that was the first place that I went. And, and I look and things began to change. Maybe not in our home, but things began to change in me. I began to think differently. I began to have confidence. I began to um, have compassion for people. And this just kind of was going on. And there was times in there that there was still fear. And because growing up, that's what, that's what life was. Life was fear. That's all you knew, pain and fear. There really wasn't anything else. You had moments where there was happiness, but there really was no joy released into that. So, and I had seen the church. I'd seen the church even after I got saved. I thought, I'm going to visit a bunch of churches. And you know what happened? I didn't find Jesus in a lot of them. They treated me the same. And I thought, God, how am I ever, how am I ever going to get out of this if I can't, if everywhere I look for Jesus? And, and God just, you know what he really showed me? Jesus is always in you, Sarah. Always with you. Start there start there. So then I just, instead of looking everywhere, I just started going to my word and seeing what, what God had said about me. I, I wasn't worried if people were Christians or not, and that's where I was just going to start from. Like, okay, Jesus, it's me and you. That's it. I don't care what my friends are doing. I don't care what my parents are doing. They don't live the life, you know, my friends would say, you need to do this, you need to, but they didn't live the life I was living. So they didn't need Jesus the way I needed. They needed Jesus in a different way because he's going to show up the way you need him, right? If you have a need, if you need something to be broke off, he's coming as a chain breaker, right? If you need joy in your life, he's going to be the joy releaser, right? If you need to be saved, he's going to be the savior. Jesus will be for you what you need him to be. He never gets confused. He never is like, well, I'm just not, you know, I'm off today. That's not who he is. And I just remember when I gave my life to him, I thought, I can't live like this anymore. I'm like, just take it all. Take it all. I don't even care. I don't even care what happens anymore. Just take it all because I can't live like this in fear. How many, have you guys, anybody ever been and lived in fear? That is the most terrible 
place to live. And I said, I, and, and then I, I thought, and I, I, as I began to, my relationship with Jesus, I thought, I can't be this tough, mean person. I can't pass this on. That was my thought when I got saved. And I wrote in my Bible, I was going to bring my Bible on to show you guys my original Bible. I wrote in there, one of the first things I wrote is, I want a man of God, and I want to be a good mom. I didn't know how to be. But I remember that still wrote in my, my Bible, which my dog ate all the corners off. And it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty rough, but I'm going to keep that because that's my promise. You know, my promises that I asked the Lord, I wrote in there. And I thought, I'm not going to do this. And when I, I encountered Jesus that evening, I knew I wanted more. When you really encounter him and not just go to church or become a Christian, when you really encounter Jesus, you want more. You cannot, like we sing in there, light a fire that I can't con- you know, contain, you can't control. That is what happens when you really meet Jesus. You want more, and you're going to go at any means possible to get that. And I did. I snuck out of the house. I'm going to a party, Mom. Yeah, that's fine. And I go to church, and I would go with people who I'm thinking now, I'm like, these people probably were not safe to drive with. I mean, there was, you guys, I was like swinging bow, like all over with the church. Like there was some crazy stuff. Like <laughs> I shared with my kids and my kids were like, what in the world? <laughs> my kids are laughing because I shared a story about them, about a lady who tried to th- run my friend's mom over with a car as we were going to church. But that's for another time. <laughs> oh, those fun times, fun times. But what happened is I began to make different choices, not by rule, not by force. No one was making me, right? I had to go to church. I had to sit in the the second or third pew. I had to do this my life. But now I was saying, I want to make this different. I want to make choices and not by force, not by rules, not by laws, but because of the goodness and the peace I found in Jesus. That's it. I wanted to change things. Not because people told me, not even because the Bible told me to. Because I knew the goodness and the peace was in the person of Jesus. And now I had him living in me, and I wanted that. I came from religion. I came from an abusive family. I was hard, and I was mean. And I did not want that anymore. And I was not going to have that for my, my children, my husband, and my family. And the more I experienced Jesus and his character and his intentions towards me, I began to desire the promises and the plans he had for me. The, every encounter you have, you want more. And now that's kind of like, I'm at this, I'm a teenager at that time, and I, now there is kind of this light um, where I once was living in fear. And now the Holy Spirit, he continually wrapped me in love. And he guided me. And it's still a process. I am (laughs) not complete. It is going to be a process. I'm thankful I'm not where I was in 1997. But I can't wait to see where I'm going to be in like 2030, 2040, what God is going to do. It is a process. Could I be kinder? Yes. I can't wait until God gives me opportunities. Could I be more peaceful? Yes. God continually work on me 
We're going to make, we're going to keep going. We're going to be going this way, though. We're not going this way ever. I'm never going to go back down where I was. Always going to be going forward and up with Jesus. Like it says, heaven come earth. Come on, that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. That is what Christ does in each of us. If the Holy Spirit lives in us, heaven is already on this earth, living inside of us. So I'm not going back to the darkness. I'm not going back to the dirt. And I know that for me, I loved Proverbs. It was like my go two because it was easy right it's like okay this is short I can do this if you didn't like reading I like reading now but I used to have dyslexia but the Lord actually healed me of that and now I'm like an amazing reader Um, so that was really cool so now I love reading but before I didn't so Proverbs was easy so I want to read in Proverbs 1 and I love this because the very beginning of Proverbs it says these are the wise sayings of Solomon wisest man to walk the earth besides Jesus the son of David, king of Israel. They show you how to know wisdom and teaching, to find the words of understanding. They help you learn about the ways of wisdom and what is right and fair. They give wisdom to the childlike, and much learning and wisdom, are you seeing a pattern in here, to those who are young. A wise man will hear and grow in learning. A man of understanding will become able. I wanted to become able. I mean, that's just a few. I mean, they said wisdom in there a lot. I want to have wisdom. All wisdom comes from the Lord. You might get ideas that you created or whatever, but wisdom comes from the Lord. And I thought, I need to know more. I need to know more. I need to know how, like, God, how are you going to get me from here to here, right? Because that's human nature. We want to know how. So I began to read God's word just a little bit, a little bit, and it began. I began to see I began to see my true identity. I began to see who I was. And I saw that Jesus, he declared things, and they happened. So you know what I thought? Well, if Jesus is living in me, and he declares things, and they can happen, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to start declaring things, and they're going to happen. I changed things through learning my true identity in Christ. Because that's who I was really created to be. Before, that was just the enemy shadowing who I was trying to keep me in fear so I would never be able to walk in the fullness that God created me for. And he, did, he probably did that to some of you. But the, you know what, the joke's on him because we have a good God who's never going to stop pursuing us. We have a good God who's like, uh-uh, that's not who you are. Let me tell you who you are. So he did that. And I look, one of my favorite scriptures in Proverbs is bad company corrupts good morals. God taught me, that was one of the first things God taught me when I began to real began to have this relationship with him I realized I need to change some of my friendships at least for a season at least for a season because I needed to be a light instead of staying in that darkness right you so sometimes you got to change what's going on on the outside until God can can change what's going on on the inside because he's reminded us when we keep bad company we eventually become bad company. And I thought, I can't be around mean people and angry people, you know what I mean? Because what's going to happen is it's going to be a struggle. And you know what? Christ gave me victory, and I'm not going to do that. So I changed my friends. I changed the scenery. And the more I spoke to God, the more I read in his word his thoughts towards me, the more that that old life got further and further from me. And, and obviously things like joy... If you ride in the car with me, sorry. 
but I will be laughing. Or if you, you know, um, I think it's funny because the Lord put me and my husband together and sometimes I laugh so much that he's just like, stop, like he's embarrassed and he leaves me places like at the store because maybe, maybe I'm doing some things that are funny. But you know, this happened this weekend at the store. He's like, oh my gosh, why do I bring you stuff, places? But then I'm in the candy aisle and God brings these two people I've never met, these young people. And the, the kid walks right up to me, starts talking to me like he's known me forever. And I said, and that is what Jesus does. You may think it's embarrassing, but God. So then I got to talk to him because he had his girlfriend with him. And, and she's like, I want this candy. He's like, it's too expensive. So I was able to go up and be like, you know what? When you want to take care of a woman, then you make sure you meet her needs. And if she wants that chocolate, you buy it for her right now. And he did. So that was good. I mean, ladies, is that not a God moment? So things like joy and confidence. Before, I would have never talked to anybody. And now I'm just like, a few weeks ago in, in, this, in the same store, Matt's like, who is that lady you're talking to? I'm like, I don't really know. We just got into the aisle together. She started talking with me, walking with me. And then I was like, bye, I'll see you later. I don't, I don't know her name. <laughs> I just assume that she's my friend, right? Because that's what joy does. That's good. Because you know what? They're not drawn to me. I'm not that cool. I mean, I'm pretty cool. But I'm not that cool. They are really just drawn to the spirit living in me. And they, they may not realize it, but I do. And I'm like, oh, you just want to be in the presence. And I'm walking with the presence. You can walk there. Isn't that so good? You guys have that too. Praying that you have encounters at Walmart this week. <laughs> it becomes the norm, right? See, that's why I think everyone's my friend. Because you know what? That they're Jesus' friend. That's right. So good. So no matter what season you're in, your faith, a good season, a bad season, a hard season, you know, you have a helper, you have power, you have the greatest comforter. Man, I look at back when I got saved and I'm thinking, if I hadn't had Jesus, would I have made it through? Would I have run away? Would I have started drinking? Would I have, start, would I have done all of these things that people in that situation that grow up the way that I grew up do? Jesus saved me, not just, not just saved me so I can go to heaven. He saved me from having that generation of lifestyle. He saved my children before they were born. He saved my marriage. He did all of that by just saying, I'll carry that for you. I'll carry that for you. And I still have sorrows. There's still moments there's still tragedy has happened since I've become to know the Lord. There's mountains I've had to climb, right? Some of them I've made myself. Some of them the Lord just like, that's a molehill. And I was like, no, it's so big, God. And he's like, oh, my gosh. You know, some of them I've made myself. Some of them, you know, the enemy's put in my path. But I know Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to face them with me. No matter what, I will eventually have victory. I just don't have victory yet, okay? It may not look like I have victory yet, but I do have victory because all my victory is in Christ. So I have victory. It doesn't matter the situation. I have victory. On this side of the cross or the next, I have victory. That's the truth. Nothing can beat me. Nothing can defeat me. 
Because Jesus, no matter what, whether it's on this side or the next, I'm going to have victory. It's not a fad. It's not a feeling. Sometimes I don't feel like Jesus is walking very close with me. Sometimes I don't feel like, God, what are you doing? But I'm not God, and I can't see the whole picture. And that's why Jesus said, would you please just give this to me and walk with me daily? You don't need to know everything. You don't need to know all the whys. You just need to keep your eyes that there is victory at the end. Because he is the way, the truth, and the light. We know that light and darkness can't, you know, they're never present in the same place ever. He's the way, the truth, and the light. Whether it's your first encounter with him. You know, I can remember my first one because it was pretty intense. Maybe some people don't remember their first encounter as much because maybe they had, you know, their parents may have already set that path. And so it was normal they were like ready and they had been having that atmosphere in their life their whole life. Okay? So whether it's the first time that you've encountered Jesus or whether it's the thousandth, thousandth time, it doesn't matter. When you begin to draw near to him, he's always going to draw near to you. He's not like, well, we've got to clean this up first. He's always ready. He's always waiting. He gives you a hope. He gives you a calling. He gives you a purpose. There's no more wandering. There's no more wandering. He's here. Even right now. This is our opportunity to have an encounter. We just worshiped to the Lord. We spent time. That was an encounter. Man, and he was doing the work. Sometimes when I'm in worship, I'm like, I feel like I might be the only one. Are you talking to anyone else? Because he's like showing me. He's like, I'm going to break this off for you today. I'm going to break this off your community today. He's like, I'm going to heal this today. I mean, isn't that so good? And you get excited. You're like, God, you are so good. And sometimes he's like, I just want you to give, just drop this one word to these people. He's like, and you're going to see me. They're going to get to see me because of that word. So that's how, it doesn't matter how many times you've encountered Jesus. He's always waiting. He's always ready. So I just want to take a moment. We're just going to get in the presence of the Lord right now. And we're going to encounter Jesus. So whether it's your first time or a millionth time, we're going to expect something fresh and new. So let, you can, I just feel like, just close your eyes so that you can have that moment with him. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to just flow, flow in here right now. We just ask you as, Holy Spirit, just come. Right now, we just ask in the name of Jesus. that those, if there's anyone in here that's like, I've never really encountered Jesus like that. I know about him, but I don't know him. I just want you, no one's looking at you, and I'm not going to even ask you to raise your hand. I just want you to put your hand on your heart. Just right now, no one even, just put your hand and say, I need an encounter like that with the Lord. I need that new and fresh encounter with the Lord. And if right now you're like, I need something from you, God. I need, some, I need some changes in my character. I need some healing in my body. I need some healing in my soul, which means I need some joy. 
or I need some peace, or I need some comfort, I want you to put your hand on your heart. With our hand there, because you know what? It says, allowing Jesus into our heart. And that is, you know, we know this is a physical heart. But that's a prophetic act of that you're letting Jesus into your heart. And you're saying, you can do this. So right now, Jesus, we just invite you. Invite you into our life in a new level. Whether it's the first level, the second level, it doesn't matter. We just right now invite you. We say, you can. You're welcome here. You can do it. Lord, grow our character. Grow our character to look more like you. God, take away the layers on the people right now who are still just wrapped up in a false identity. And if that's you, just give your, just give your heart a little pat. Because you're saying, I don't really know who I am. And remind him, and Jesus is going to come in. Lord, give them a new identity in you. Lord, give them a hunger so deep that they can't even stay out of your word. They can't, they can't quit talking to you. That they are in your presence day and night. Lord, we want an encounter every single day with you. We just thank you. Lord, right now, if you have somebody in your life or you in your life, I really feel like God is saying this, that is struggling with mental health. So that's depression, anxiety, anything. So you can either stand in the gap for yourself or someone else. Put your hand on your head. Because we're going to take care of those things that happen in our mind. If you know somebody or you have that, we're just going to pray right now. Because I feel like he's saying we need to break that off for people so that they are able to receive the truth of his word. Lord, right now, we just come to you interceding on behalf of those who have struggled with mental health, who have struggled with depression, who have struggled, struggled with anxiety, who have struggled with fear. Right now, we just break that off in them. Lord, we just release, we release joy into their lives, Lord, that they don't even have enough room to contain it. Lord, I thank you that the people that we're standing in the gap for and for ourselves, like the, you just make a hunger so deep that they come find you. Lord, that they are drawn to, to you, to the Holy Spirit. I thank you that no more, they don't have to live with this every day. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, it is done. Amen. Hallelujah. That's so good. Let's just give. The Lord is so good, you guys. So good. That's as easy. That's how easy an encounter with the Lord is. We had about 10 right there in a short amount of time. That's how he is all the time for you, for me, for everybody. Even people who haven't even invited him in yet, he's following around being like, come on, just, just turn around, I'm right here. All the stuff that you're carrying, he is waiting like this and he's like, drop it on me. He's like, see how strong I am. He is, he's so good. But you know, I don't even have anything else for you guys. That was just good. That was good. God is so good. Let's just give him, let's just, just he's so good. We, got, we serve a good God. Oh, he's so good. So when you go out today, when you go out to Walmart, have expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Expect. <laughs>